All right, guys, uh, a question for you. Who do you reckon is the best band in Sydney at the moment? Next question. <laughs> Hello and welcome to West Underground. Today we have none other than uh, Start Your Own Cult. They're here, they're with us. I think it may be only half the band, but nonetheless, they are here. Um, so just starting off the bat, guys, who are you? And, uh, you know, what's the, what's the backstory behind the band or the origins? Cool. So uh, we are Start Your Own Cults. Uh, my name is Sarah. I'm the lead singer of the band. We've got half the band here today. So sadly, we're missing Josh and Evan. So Josh is the guitarist and Evan is the drummer. Um, yes, and we've got Alex, <laughs> Alex here as well. Alex, do you want to, do you want to speak a little on the band? Uh, yeah. Um, so what are we, we met like three years ago or something. Uh, I know actually I remember we were doing like some production stuff. I put out a Facebook ad, no shit. I put out a Facebook ad saying, looking for singer who's into like purity ring and crystal castles and shit like that. And she like just rocks up my door, this little Canadian. She's like, hi, how's it going? I'm like, all right, cool. We started making some stuff. And then she was like, so I'm trying to start a band. Do you like know any guitarists? And I was like, well, I, I might run a guitar school, so I can, I can help you out with that. And then we met the other two guys. Well, no, we, then we met uh, Evan and went through a series of separate guitarists. And then uh, Josh came in the fold and yeah, that's, that's pretty much how it, how it happened, really. Nice. So, what? Were, how many guitar players did you have to go through before oh, we, you got one? It would have been a strong seven. Seven? No, nah, no, nah, it was like two. No, <laughs> oh, I was gonna say, wow. The best part is uh, we actually started with uh, our one guitarist, and um, kind of he just kind of became uninterested in guitar altogether. Um, so then he's like, I think I'm gonna take a step away from music. And so that was fine. We ended up getting another guy in, which uh, was this like um, Gladys house party that Alex <laughs> was hosting. And um, we, that, that ended up getting canned like the day before. They're like, if you throw this party, you are going to be fined out the ass. So it was like a protest thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we ended up going to the pub instead and got wildly drunk. So we're like, we, so he stepped back because he was coming from Wollongong for every practice and went on. He was awesome. But yeah, um, yeah we kind of had to find someone who was committed to the band. Um, so we put up a bunch of audition things and, we had interviews and whatnot. Yeah, for and, sure. Imagine uh, papers going like, so uh, what do you feel like you can bring to this band as a unit? <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it, it's kind of terrifying, like our interview process. And we ended up picking Josh. He was incredible from the start. This guy showed up and was like, learned all the five songs that we sent him. So like pick, pick one of the songs, like learn it, we'll have a jam. And he's like, yeah, so I learned all five of the songs. Um, and also, do you mind if I play something that I wrote over this? And I'm just like, oh, I, yes, you can play whatever you want, sir. <laughs> so we chose, him. <laughs> we chose him. And he's thinking that we're full on like professionals, like to the T, timely and everything. And then now he knows us and we're just a bunch of like loose units and just like. Absolute generous. <laughs> yeah. So I'm going to be about half an hour late because I'm drunk, but <laughs> that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> we have fun. 
it, but in that interviewing process, did were you were you kind of putting on the act of like, oh yes, we're the you know like we're professionals, well, or did? Well, look, I mean, in a sense, uh, we we really knew what we were going for in a guitarist, and we had been through two guitarists previously who'd been friends uh, of the band, and yeah. we'd gone through that and been like, well, okay, look, maybe it's not the best idea to do someone who who we already sort of know. Maybe we just go, oh, look, let's find someone who's really um, committed, and we can we can just put out exactly what we want. And make sure there's going to be no compromises and just just make sure that we were finding the best fit for it was and josh was exactly what that was he he's yeah. just an absolute shred god and he can just play anything you want like he'll just write down a bunch of notes and like before we finish writing he'll be like, okay i can play it so I, I remember him leaving that audition and evan like walked him out and he's just <laughs> like man i don't want to psych you up but you definitely got it like <laughs> like, he, he was so good but it's like yeah we'll, we'll let we'll let you know and then yeah, well, and like, we'll like you got this man <laughs> cheering for him but no we're so happy to have him he's been such a great addition to uh our our little family so yeah nice is this his first band or has he been in a couple different bands Nah, he he started in another band yeah. um and when he kind of came out to audition to us he had been in a band where he felt that he was very much carrying it and he wasn't really yeah. getting much out of it. Um, and he was pretty excited about how headstrong we were and had an idea of what we wanted to do and not just like, let's make some demos and put it out. Um, so yeah, he was excited to be a part of something that wanted to go big and not yeah. just be a hobby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes a lot of sense. But that's cool that he's found his like you know like that that he found you guys and you guys found him vice versa yeah and and um and then from and then from there like did you guys go out and do the whole cover thing or did you guys have a bunch of songs written from the from the start that's we, we sort of we sort of uh I don't think we did covers at the beginning. Um, yeah. At the beginning, we were just writing songs, and there was a two guitar deal. So, I mean, at first, it was well, yeah. When it was when it was Josh was in the fold there um, before we sort of did a rebrand because we were actually named another band before then, and then we sort of rebranded. Yeah. By that time, we had written like a couple of songs. I think once we got him in, we started sort of adding some covers into it. But really, yeah, we were all just contributing to it, and he was like just from the get go was just putting things in, and I was writing stuff, and Sarah was writing stuff. Um, and, and Evan was obviously, you know, laying down grooves over that. Um, so I think how this originally kind of kicked off was um, our first show. I had, um, before I came to Australia, I'd written a solo EP. Yeah. And um, once I got that back, I'm like, well, I'm here. Like I, <laughs> I literally recorded this EP like two days before I had hopped on a flight and moved across the world. And um, so I'd gone, <laughs> yeah. Um, and, and I never really, I'd, I'd always done music. I'd always been in like different bands and done the solo, had a duet with my sister, kind of built a band from that. And um, the EP was called Red Wine, mainly because when I was writing those songs, I was drinking a lot of red wine at the time. <laughs> and on the cover of it, it has a little bow and people are like, what's the bow about? I'm like, well, it's kind of my gift to all the people that have followed me throughout my musical career in Canada, because I'd never actually put out an album. I'd put out like a song here and there, I just do YouTube stuff. Um, so I never really thought that it would go anywhere. And it was just a great little resume, really, just to kind of hand around. So when I met Alex, I sent him my EP. When I met Evan, I sent him my EP. 
Um, and I didn't actually think that I put it out and was like, why wouldn't I? So we did this EP release show and, um, then, so we were playing those kind of five songs that were on the album. Um, and then we went on to writing more stuff for dirty spells. Um, and then when Josh joined the band, we didn't necessarily love the name dirty spells and we just felt the songs that we had written for that project were a little juvenile um and they weren't necessarily what we wanted to play in the music that we love i think we can all agree now the stuff that we're putting out it's like it is stuff that i would so happily be like listen to my song this is amazing i love this like i would vouch for this until the day i die and like i don't think we necessarily felt that about the dirty spell stuff yeah um so yeah it kind of it kind of came off of my my solo stuff and then we like to because we are we are a new band um people will come to a show that we don't know and we could sit there and play all of the songs off of like that that we've written and that person that's never seen us before could be like yeah they're cool but i don't really remember anything but then you know we play a cover of toxic and they're like this band is sick like you know like they're like i'm gonna follow them and it's just that little like ear ear candy that like gets people interested and um then on on your back yeah uh, so yeah, we, we've never focused on being a cover band. We never will. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the only reason why I was curious though, cause I remember seeing you Sarah, like play years ago, like at the, um, I think at the Peterson bowling club, maybe like when you, uh, you know, when you were, when you were studying and then, then it time has disappeared. And then I kind of just saw your band releasing songs and that's when you've kind of popped up again. Yeah. And I didn't know if there was like an evolution period where you did do the cover thing or did you take some of your own stuff and adapt it into this? I was just kind of curious to how um, you got the band started. So my primary um, like job and income is a cover musician. Like I am a pro- professional musician as my job. And a lot of that, um, especially in Sydney, the stuff that pays is cover gigs, especially while yeah. you're trying to build a band and a brand. Um, so I do my three, four, five, seven gigs in a week. Um, wow. but that Peter Shim show that you would have seen me at, that was my first day at tape. So I'd been here on a working holiday visa. I came back, um, on my student visa. So I'd originally signed up for cert three music performance at tape. Yeah, I went in and I didn't know what TAFE was like uh, I, I went in. This is like the first thing that I could apply for because I didn't have any musical um, background in study. So I uh, met the teachers and then I was showing them my stuff and they're like, come, come meet us in the office. So I went to the office and I played a song for them. And uh, one of the teachers was like, what are you doing tonight? And um, she asked me, uh, Kelly um, had asked me to play to open up for her band's show big sky mountain yeah um so i was like yeah cool so that was like my first official show in sydney that you would have seen me at (laughs) Um, and then i've just kind of built from there and it's like i want to make money doing music it's like i could work at a cafe a lot of people are like oh aren't you selling out by doing covers but um at the end of the day for me it's paid practice i love to sing i love to play i love to play um and it just gives me more time on the stage, on a microphone, in front of people, getting comfortable, learning new songs, learning new things, um, and then <laughs> collecting gear. 
Yeah, yeah. For Collecting sure. a lot of gear. Yeah, you got mass gear acquisition syndrome. <laughs> You'll just, she'll just rock up and be like, "Oh my god, look at these new like, look at this new mix of the board." And I got, and I'm like, "Where is that?" Good? She's like, "I don't know, but I love it. It's so cool." <laughs> do I need a really good DJ set? No. Do I have one? Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, you're, she, she's a decent DJ. You can DJ. I've heard a DJ. Oh yeah. So um, that's that's where the the cover the, the cover stuff is purely my own job. Yeah. Um, but what we as Start Your Own Cult are promoting is purely original stuff. Mm. Uh, we've got inquiries for, hey, like, is Start Your Own Cult available to play a three hour gig at this? This is the rate. And I'm just like, absolutely not. <laughs> like, <Yeah. laughs> like five songs, like six times if you want, you know? Yeah, replay, replay. Uh, but no, 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 covers just not. We love, we love doing covers and we love doing kind of different versions of covers in our set, but not primarily now. I, I mean, I'd say with covers, um, I I look at covers as kind of um, a way to, a way to like give back to, I'm, I'm trying to think of how to say it. It's kind of a way to put your own spin on the history that's gone before you because yeah. it's like shoulders are giants, you know, like you start out as a band and you have your influences and stuff. Um, and when you get to do something like a cover, like say Toxic is the, the classic one that we've, we've done that people are like, oh, that's cool. Yeah. Um, it's it's just a really cool way to be able to like, hey, you know this song. Here's how we do this. Yeah. And then you, you get the best of both worlds of that, like, oh, this is really weird and I haven't heard it before, but also I know it. So it's kind of it's a nice kind of melding those two worlds. So I love covers. I hope we do covers forever. Yeah, and man, I I I I completely agree. Like they just they kind of get people to turn their heads sometimes, like especially sure. especially especially when people do them like really well. You know, I've been to so many music festivals where I'll hear a song and it's like I listen to so much music all the time and a lot of times I have no idea who the artist is but then a song comes on I'm like yeah, yeah. And, then I, and then I'm like who is this it's like that's their song I'm like yeah <laughs> this guy right oh my god yeah 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 <laughs> um yeah no, i think covers are a, a great way of just expressing and shit like i i did um i don't know if you guys have seen but uh me and voya from bad man born we did a pop goes or a punk goes pop um cover of stay by justin bieber and kid Leroy. and um it was a catchy song to begin with yeah. and i would be lying if i didn't say that it was my favorite version of the cover. <laughs> like, I mean, he is such a gun of a producer. He just did such a good good job with the song and the production of our cover in specific. And I'm like, I cannot stop listening to it that it makes me sick. And I do this thing that when I record something, yeah, I will listen to it a million times. So by the time that it comes out, I'm so sick of it, but I'm like, I still need to listen to it. <laughs> That's so true. We'll be in her car and we'll have just finished a session of producing something and we'll get out of it and be listening to it literally all day. And she'll be like, let's put it on the cinema. It sounds like in the car. And I'll be like, okay. <laughs> and, then, and then it finishes and we're like, again? <laughs> the music sounds better in the like best in the car, I reckon. Like, does, does anyone disagree? Like, I, I do that personally, like, so I think, yes, in the car, if it is mixed well, I've got a pair of these, um, what are these, Bose like uh, wireless headphones. And if I'm listening to a song or a mix, 
Yeah. I turn them right up until I'm probably going to be deaf. And I just lay there and I, I feel my ears and I just, where everything goes like these, these headphones <laughs> and I'm not even like, I, I didn't even buy these. I got these for free. Um, but like, they are probably some of the best headphones that I've listened to music on. Um, cause you really just understand the balance of the track in them and yeah. you can pick up every single little thing, which you normally get from listening to like a studio speaker or like yeah. car speakers. Cause it's just that big front sound. And then it comes from the back and you're like, ah. um, but yeah, I like headphones on loud. I, I can't, I, I love it. <laughs> <laughs> you got a nuance from the American that you don't hear from like Bosa. Oh. You can hear everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All in there. Yeah, that's so good. I use KRKs when I'm producing, but even the speakers, like if you just get a nice set of really equalized headphones, it's like that's everything. So their headphones are good because I was quite, I was looking at the other day about getting a new pair of headphones because I've got like I've got a couple different ones, but I've got their I've got their speakers. Like that's that's what I'm running at the moment. I was wondering what are their headphones like, and I can't go try them anywhere. So I'm glad you brought that touched on that. Yeah, I would definitely recommend those. If you're looking for yeah. wireless. Yeah. Are you looking for wireless? Yeah. Do the Bose, man. They're so good. All right. They're all just right. shiny. They're so good. Yeah. Get the noise cancelling too, just for like maximum. Yes. Okay. These are the noise cancelling. And I love walking around like the gym or anywhere with them, the grocery store, because people are like, hi. And I'm like, sorry, I can't hear you, nor do I want to. <laughs> 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 nice do you do you get the warning like on your iphone occasionally that you're like listening to music too loud like recently i've been going for walks and my iphone's like you're listening to music at a high level you're going to lose hearing it i'm like oh, oh i don't know about that but like if you go into your health app yeah it'll like literally say to you that like your um here let me go into my health app now headphone notification oh wait no but it, it tells you, it tells you that you're listening to music at like too loud of a thing on your headphones. Um, and then it also tells your screen time, which makes you very depressed. You're like, I don't think I spent nine hours on my phone a day. I <laughs> <laughs> oh, at your phone. <laughs> Every week of this lockdown, I feel like it goes, like it's been messaging me going, your screen time has increased 10%. Every your eyes are about to fall out of your head. <laughs> and, then, and then you're just like, oh, wow, my screen time is down 13 minutes from last week. I deserve a drink. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Oh, just on the topic of lockdown, I know you guys have like a lot of delays because you guys are playing with Fangs and Clay Glaston yeah, at the yeah. Lansdowne and all that. Does that like um, interrupt your plans for the future for the delays happening as well? Look, it's sort of a funny thing because we're still working out, because um, obviously everyone loves to play shows, right? We love to play shows. Um, but we're in a stage of our career where, where we're not even sure how what the impact of playing live a lot is because we haven't even really had a chance to do it very much like we've played i think what is it three sold out shows now which is great we're really happy with that but it's hard to to gauge the impact of that i'm i'm tempted to think it's massive um mm -hmm. and we have found that there's been a little bit less engagement for the latest track i, I think it's really good but um we've been hearing that across the board for a lot of artists just people are 
got a bit of lockdown exhaustion and they're kind of like, oh, look, I, it's, it's just hard to get people motivated for these new tracks. So, um, yeah, it's definitely not stopped us recording and doing new stuff because we've been working on a new track that's just like, it's fire. I'm really, really happy with it. Um, but yeah, certainly um, it's derailed. You know, it'd be great just to hang out with, with the Fangs guys and, um, you know, get a bit of experience doing it with them. Um, and so-so as well. We were going to, you know, I think they were there at the, the Lansdowne. So yeah, it's a bummer. Um, so yeah, short answer, yes, but we're trying to let it stop us as little as possible. We're still kind of working towards it. We've been very good on planning. We've been very good on being productive. Um, like Alex said, we do feel like the last track we put out, um, Dead Drugs, is by far my favorite song. Um, and it's gotten by far the least traction than any of the other two songs. And I think it's our best. Um, we had a release show that we had planned with a couple of really, really amazing bands um, that we'd been planning for months. Like we were putting it on at a venue that was unlicensed. So we were working with booze brands to get a, like a permit to be able to put this show ahead to the best of our ability and have something different that we haven't had in Sydney before. Like we love, we love Frankie's. We love um, like all the venues in Sydney, but we're like, we have done three sold out shows in multiple venues in Sydney. We want to do something new and different for this release. Um, so to have all that just shut down um, right away. And it's like our, the day that we went into lockdown, we were supposed to be playing with Soso at the Lady Hampshire. Um, so it's like one after another and we're like, surely we'll get out of this. We had a music video planned. All of our music videos, we were not able to shoot because of lockdown restrictions. Um, so it's, it's kind of been really poor timing for us. And that's what we were trying to avoid in the first place. When we first launched this project, Story on Cult, I was like, I do not want to release this in a lockdown. I do not want to release this with full restrictions. Yeah. Um, because I want to come out big. I want to come out strong. And um, just to have probably one of our best songs and one of our most meaningful, at least to myself, songs um, not get the celebration um, that it kind of deserved. Yeah, yeah. Um, really kind of shot us in the foot. And now it's just like, okay, we've got this next song that is so good as well. Um, and do we release it when we wanted to release it? Because we had, we had music video plans with the guy coming from Melbourne to come shoot it. We had tour plans um, that we will not be able to do with these restrictions, with these lockdowns. Um, and then we had a, a show in Sydney that we won't be able to do. Um, and it's like, do we release that song when we wanted to release that song? Or do we release something else? and then release that song later on. So it's just like a constant battle. Yeah. Because um, yeah. we, we obviously want them to succeed. It's like right, right time, right place. Um, and it's like, as much as we love the song, we want to put it out as soon as we can. It's just like, when is the right time? And how can we do this the best of its ability? And it's, it's not. I've seen so many bands crumble because they've released uh, albums and singles and lockdowns. And they're like, I'm not getting anything from this. Um, and uh, to put it into context, like my, um, my other band that I play in, um, we 
basically started at the beginning of this whole coronavirus thing. And we started out with a bang and we got tour bookings, festival bookings, all this stuff, cancellation, cancellation, cancellation. And we've had two number one radio singles in country music. And we have had so many cancellations that we're like, we want to keep pushing through for it. Yeah. But it's so hard because, you know, I have a country, uh, like a number one country radio single, but what does it feel like to me is nothing because like, you don't get to play on those stages and see those people singing those songs to you. Yeah. So it just comes down to numbers. It's really, it's really fucking sad. Um, and people are like, Oh, congratulations on your song. How do you feel? I'm like, the same. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. I already knew what it sounded like. Like, so I don't know. It's, it's sorry. That's just like a little bitter. But <laughs> no, I think you have a like a like certainly have a right to be be bitter about it because it feels like is Canada even in lockdown anymore? No, they're not. They're they're opening back up. Um, yeah. But it's it's here and there. Like they've they've been more. They had some really hard lockdowns. Um, but yeah, they're they're much more open now, but still like things are a little weird. Yeah. Just on the same topic, I've got a question. I might ask these questions with the other people as well. Do you think it's better to have a good venue or a good lineup at your shows? Oh uh, <laughs> that is that's a really fun, fun question. So I'm gonna say categorically the venue. Um we have some horror stories about playing bad venues. Some absolute, now I'm not gonna name and shame, I'm not gonna do that, but we have played at some venues where we have been cut off mid second song. So it doesn't matter how good your lineup is, if that venue is not equipped to play with the sort of equipment and the, um, the, the just the physical space, people don't realize the physical space, if your space is too small, the noise just reverberates off and you can't, you can't hear shit. Yeah. So um, I, yeah, I'd say definitely the venue. That's that's what I would say. Yeah, but it's like time, yeah, you don't want to be playing with shitty bands. It's, it's the worst thing to hear. Hey, you like you guys are really great, but we couldn't hear any of the vocals. So it's like, what is the point of going to see a band play when it's just like, duh, 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 like <laughs> bah, bah. it's just like, yeah, I get it. And I used to run. So we've gotten the in-ear monitors since we started Stereo and Call because we run um, like some backing tracks and whatnot. Um, but so I can hear myself in, mm -hmm. in my ears, um, but I have no idea what the front of house mix sounds like. And a lot of our shows, I will actually go out into the crowd and I'll take my earpiece off so I can hear yeah. what, what's coming out. Yeah. Um, at that point, there's not a whole lot you can do about it. Um, but I, I used to just wreck my voice. I'd play one show with the boys, wreck my voice because I've learned to sing my notes via how my throat feels mm. from playing in shitty venues <laughs> <laughs> because I, I could never hear myself so i'm just like ah oh, this is the note this is the note here and oh, this that's the note there like it's so bad and so fucking oh, awful but it's rough, man. it is what yeah. it is um it's a lot better now <laughs> <laughs> there are some rough venues in sydney i remember i booked a show one day at this place which i'm not i can't say but um Anyway, we get there and I thought we were, they had like a little main stage downstairs and they also have one upstairs, but I didn't even know the upstairs one existed till we got there and they said, oh, you're playing upstairs. And there was only a little narrow corridor. So you have to bring all the gear upstairs, like carry drum kits, amps and whatever. 
and we get up we get upstairs and they say like oh you play here and we're like there's there's no stage here and they're like uh yeah like we didn't we thought you guys had a pa in (laughs) and it was that dodgy and we never but at least people came up and it was a great show but it was so rough i was like how the hell did this happen they expect you to bring your own stage like just bring up some milk yeah they like like, i I don't know who organized this but we had those three others that night and uh we in this time have been very particular um in dirty spells you know what we played every venue that we got to show it we play sometimes three three gigs in a weekend we just exhausted ourselves to the point at every single venue every single shit room everything like that could not handle our sound we're loud we know we're loud yeah um, and, and, like some sound engineers will be like you know what fuck these guys because they're too loud and it's just like yeah i get that but we're we're a stadium band <laughs> and, um, so we we it's been really hard because um some of the boys really want to play they want to get that stage performance and they want to get that experience in front of people and i'm like please understand that there are ways to do this properly and there are ways to make this crumble really fast. If yeah. you go out there and you play a show and you sound like shit in a shit venue, mm. people are not gonna come back. Yes. But if you go and you play a sick venue with a great sound system and we sound fucking awesome because we know we're tight as band. We practice weekly. Yeah. We know our songs in, out, backwards, upside, whatever. Um, but the sound system, it, it changes everything. Yeah. Um, so you have to understand to know your rooms and what you can play and what you can't play. Like we've gotten a lot of offers from bands. Hey guys, we have a gig at this place. And we're like, Hey, thank you so much. Um, unfortunately, like we just don't we, like, we will not suit that room. Yeah. From and, experience. Yeah. And on that same track, um, I think one thing that we've really taken on board as a band, um, that I think is really helpful for any band to know is to pick your battles. Like, you can't, the, the environment of Sydney is no longer such that you can go and tour every week and just play around. Look, maybe if, maybe if you go around to country towns and stuff, we haven't been privileged to do that um, so far. I, I think that that's something I'd like to look into in the future, but it's in Sydney itself, you can't be playing a show every week because if you're at a le- uh, the band at a level like us, you are not able to, to rally enough fans that often to do it. So what we've, um, done instead is we really picked our battles and go, okay, we only want to play one show this month. Like, what's it going to be? Where's it going to be? How good's the venue going to be? How can we pack it out? Is it uh, viable for people to get to? Is there good public transport? So we think about all these things and just go like, look, how um, how likely is it that this is going to succeed as an event? And that's how I like to think of it as, as an event rather than a show. So we'll just really, yeah, really pick our battles and make sure that we're maximizing <laughs> the, the uh, experience for the audience. So, so it just, it just rocks like every time. Yeah, yeah. It's one of those things, especially if you're trying to get your friends to come to shows. If you play a show on the Friday, oh, don't worry, we've got a show on the Saturday. We got a show next week. People are gonna be like, oh, you know what? I'll skip this one because there's one next week. But if you have one show a month that is banging and sold out and people see photos and they're like, man, that looks sick. I wanna be there. And it's just like, well, we like the next one, these are tickets. They will sell out. Mm. Get yours now. And they will, and they do, which is great. You know, it's. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree with Sarah because I've seen bands 
who play once every six months and everyone just turns turns up to him yep. and then you got ex- exactly right, like bands will play like once a week or something. Oh, it's all right we'll skip this week see you next week and it just lowers the numbers every week exactly. but it's better to have just spread it out and just have that keenness like people want to yeah. be keen to see a band once every like few months and what it's do you want to do do way. you want to play to a room of 100 people or do you want to play to a room of 10 people <laughs> it like it, it really takes away uh, playing to a room of 10 people as much as it's the like special intimate experience it's not fun it really uh, isn't fun. fun and you're just like you're sitting there giving it your all and you're like jesus fuck like, <laughs> i think every band has to go through that experience of playing in front of 10 people that's true that's very true just the experience you have we've, to- we've been there we have Thank definitely you. been there yeah absolutely that was i want to do it again <laughs> the first two years of dirty spells we just went through it and we just played all those gigs and we, we played you know whatever it is open mics wherever around the inner west and everything we, we just played everything we could and sometimes there were two people there one person there uh so we've we've definitely been there but mm. there, there does come a time when you have to you have to um yeah just pick your battles decide what it is that you want to do and where you want to put your energy yeah we, we had um we had danny sands on a year ago on the couch and he brought up a good um topic that it's better to play in a small place than stadiums because overseas he plays in stadiums he said it's better to see people enjoying themselves in smaller like instead of like it's better to see people 100 people than a thousand people mm-hmm. because yeah. he just wants to see he, it's easier to see people's emotions than you can't see no one at stadiums and it's great doing stadiums you know sold out that but he said you get more intimacy in front of like 100 people you can see people's emotions see people dancing as yeah. well it's more so there's a crowd yeah. For sure yeah absolutely i mean look i've never played a stadium myself i'm you know i'm willing but um yeah. Like, I, yeah, if you've got a big crowd, like, like a, a, an intimate crowd in like a, a decent size venue and you're playing them, you've got a, re- there's a connection. Yeah. To, as, as far, can, as, as, far as problems go, I feel like that's a really good problem to have. Yeah. yeah, <laughs> yeah. There's so many yeah. people at my show, I can't see anyone's emotions. <laughs> this is horrible. Yeah. I just want to go back to playing 500 person rooms. <laughs> oh. The income, it hurts. <laughs> the option, you get the options as well. I've got, I could play small and bag. It doesn't matter where I go now. Just the option is just a killer. Yeah, man. Isn't it weird? Like, but like when like bands are starting, there's kind of that mentality, like, fuck, I wish we could do this. And then like you, you, you watch documentaries on big bands and they're like, oh, we just wanted to go back to the- <laughs> It's like, when are you happy? Like, you know, like, is there the, is it the middle that's like the best part? Yeah, it's it's interesting because I've watched it like for me the like the the goal like the like bucket list thing where I'm like okay cool that's what I that's what I'm gonna do is like being able to play like I don't know something like main stage big day out would be awesome. I mean I know they didn't do that anymore, but like where you got you know there'd be thousands of people there and there's huge people, but it's it's this but there's you know there's still like a I mean I guess there's a barrier so that's a bit reserved but like yeah playing something outdoor like I, I've just got a dream of playing a big festival like rock on scene or something or yeah. something on the beach playing something really you know that would be imagine that you're just in there it's like midday or like five o'clock or whatever sun's about to go down you're just on the river and you're just like rocking out just like oh I just think that'd be the coolest fucking shit ever yeah the ACDC tribute band does a cruise um Sick. every so often so I think uh, November, if it happens, they've got a cruise for a whole week. You pay this much, free food, free alcohol, 
and you're just uh-huh. on this tribute band with ACDC for the whole week on a cruise ship. Uh, they do that like once a year, I think. And they also do like harbor shows as well. Yo, but so how good is the unlimited frozen yogurt on cruise ships? <laughs> <laughs> That's about. That's where the money is. So I did this. I I went on a cruise a couple years, and like you know, like girls wear bikinis. I shaved my legs the day that we got on the cruise because I'm like, <laughs> I'm gonna go to the pool. Little did I know that all their pools were saltwater pools. Get in. It's like ah, <laughs> the burn. <laughs> Um, but the ice cream solved everything. And then also just like the buffets are so good. You get so fat on the cruise. Like do not expect. <laughs> well, you are on holiday. <laughs> the only holiday that I've ever lost weight on was Byron Bay. Oh, yes. Cause like, I just, I am one of those people that when I start drinking, I yeah. just don't want to eat. Like if I have to eat before. Oh, you're the same as me. You're exactly like me as well. But once I start drinking, it's like there's nothing in my mind that's like, yeah, I want to get some food. Like, unless people are like, let's get kebabs. And I'm like, okay, I'll, I'll eat a messy kebab. But I, I went for like three days, didn't even eat because I'm like, morning drinks, <laughs> night drinks, day drinks. Um, yeah, and I came back and I was like, I am so skinny. <laughs> it's I think okay. that my sister, when she went to Cambodia, she came back and she was like, it was just drinking all the time. I'm like, how did you survive? I, my liver would explode. Like, I'm not, I'm not really a big drinker. But yeah, you get skinny. You get well skinny. Do you find but, like, do you find like guys like you lose weight like on, um, like on holidays just because you don't know where you are? And I suppose like kind of walking and like you're more excited to go see things. So yeah. Actually, actually, I remember going to Europe. And remember when I came back, I was like fat. It would have been like the only time. You, actually, maybe I'm a little bit bigger. Yes. Now. Cause I've been, I've been lifted, bro. I've been doing that lockdown lift. No, but um, you yeah, were quite fat. From Europe, uh, where I met my, my girlfriend and I was like chubby. I was like, little chipmunk. <laughs> and they were like, they were like poking my belly. Like, yeah. <laughs> no, but uh, I but like, cause yeah, just eating a bunch of croissants and shit. So with me, I, um, I'm, I'm really weird. If I'm with somebody yeah. and like, like my partner, he likes to have breakfast. He likes to have lunch. He likes to have snacks. He likes to have dinner. So I feel kind of obligated to have all those things, but normally in a day, if I wasn't by myself, I normally don't really eat breakfast. Yeah. I'll have lunch around like two o'clock and then I'll eat dinner. Um, or like if I have breakfast and I have like a late lunch, I won't eat dinner kind of thing. I normally have about two meals a day or I'll have like breakfast, lunch, dinner, but they're all small meals. So I don't yeah. eat like a whole lot. Um, and I train, I, I train a fuck ton. So when I go on holiday, especially when I go back to Canada, it's like, you're constantly with people. They're like, let's get breakfast. Let's get lunch. Let's get dinner. Let's get drinks. You're drinking every day for a month. And then you're like, how did I gain 20 pounds? What the fuck? <laughs> and, and you're like, I got to play a show in two weeks. I'm only eating salads. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's not. Yeah, no. <laughs> bit of salads though. Salad dressing, bro. Yeah, vinegar. but balsamic can, vinegar. Off, off balsamic vinegar and vinegar. Balsamic vinegar. Interview. <laughs> Yeah. So me and Alex, we like tested our sound on Zoom before, and we were planning on uh, doing the whole interview we with, just... um, I was going to wear these. Ah, nice. And then we, we were going to speak in British accents. We were just going to talk in British accents and just talk about how many drugs we did. Yeah. Drugs. 
been in a K-hole since the beginning of this lockdown. And you know what I say? Fuck you, Gladys. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just like every question you ask me, like, next question. <laughs> next question. We'll leave that part in as well then. Okay. Oh, like I wish we could like I wish I wish you did that and then we could have like shown that for like like 20 seconds and then went to the real one. And... <laughs> but we could well, still do that. We could still shall do we, that. Shall we do a few more? Just ask yeah. a few questions. I'll be like, next question. Good luck. Should I put on a fur coat? Yeah, put on the fur, fur coat. She'll only be able to do it for like a minute because it's so hot. So hot. Well, I've got just, a window. Just do, just do a 15 second thing. Yeah, okay. All right, guys, uh, a question for you. Who do you reckon is the best band in Sydney at the moment? Next question. Did <laughs> 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 our first show with Bangs. They had kind of, um, they had this show with Danko Jones, who's actually Canadian. And um, then for some reason, I think that um, tour got rescheduled and whatnot. So they still wanted to play on that same date and uh, they were reaching out to a bunch of bands that had reached out to them. And this is when we were in Dirty Spells. So they reached out to us and we're like, yeah, sick, things are sick. So we played the show with them, start chatting with Josh, um, obviously realized his Canadian accent. So I was like, oh, did you play in any bands in Toronto? Cause that's where he's from, that's where I'm from. And uh, he's saying that he was in a band called Party Cat. And I was like, sir, I will stop you right there. I pulled out my phone and I showed him my um what is it my personal hotspot password which is <laughs> very much party cat yeah. and has been for like the last nine years or something like that and i was just like i know your band i know your bassist very well and i have seen you guys tons <laughs> um so it was just it was just like an instant connection there and um we've we've grown to really get to know the guys and they're so fun such um, legends they're, they're like they're really inspiring to me yeah. in the party sense like when i grow up i want to be able to party as hard as fangs she wants to be the party cat <laughs> yeah um if she's i'm not party kitten, but she's working her way up to party cat so it's actually really funny so southbound um we had reached out when we did our single with Shannon Knoll, uh, we had reached out uh, for a kind of endorsement with Fireball. And so did uh, Shannon Knoll because we're under the same management. So they endorsed Shannon Knoll and uh, we were at a practice and uh, our management was like, so unfortunately Southbound didn't get the endorsement because we're too tame. What? And I, <laughs> almost broke my base. My manager will tell you, like, he has never seen me so upset and frazzled. I'm like, do they not know who I am? <laughs> 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 yeah, like if, any of, if anyone's seen me like drunk or just like, like I, I am- the term is munting. Yeah, I am a liability. <laughs> <laughs> It's, uh, this is us. We'd filmed it at Surly's in, uh, Surrey Hills. And, um, there's like a thing of me. I'm like drinking from a bottle on the bar, serving <laughs> shots and shit. I'm like, take that fireball. Sorry, fireball. If you ever see this, if you still want to sponsor us, you definitely That's still so can, but I do still, <laughs> I have this anger inside my soul. I'm just like, 
they didn't even try to get to know me. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. Um, well, you you what? Question. What you said there is exactly what Shannon Null did, like six months probably before, like before he um, probably got the sponsor. Do you remember like when he went to the strip club and they were like, nah, you can't come in, you're fucked. And he's like, do you know who I am? <laughs> that, like thrown down to the ground by the bouncers. Yeah, so, you know, I actually do know Shannon Null uh, very well. We did like a tour with him and obviously like we wrote that song together and whatnot. Um, he's so, he's so lovely. He is so talented. He has a beautiful family. Um, but yeah, we're like, some of the stories and stuff i'm just like man you're crazy like but i would do that shit <laughs> add more <laughs> yeah it's just like you did it like this so now i'm gonna do it bigger <laughs> just make sure you have the camera on so fireball can see it yeah like if i had a camera following me around on my day-to-day -day life i'm fucking hilarious <laughs> All the times of me crying in the shower, being like, why am I a creative? Like, TV gold. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's fun being a creative. No. How many times are people like, I just would love to spend an hour inside your head. I'm like, no, you know. <laughs> <laughs> So who's the maker of most of your TikToks? Is it you, Sarah? Me. Yes, definitely. Uh, like uh, the start your own call TikToks or my TikToks. Okay. So my TikToks. Let me made. check. Let me have a look actually. Because I've like Evan's been chucking up a couple of mine. So no. <laughs> Let me have a looky. I'm I'm you, looking at TikToks now as well. He's just got some hilarious TikToks though. Oh like yeah, the you might like our band ones are pretty good. Oh, Alex, Alex has a ton of TikToks on on ours. Just I would say they're like a good a good divide. The last couple ones, yeah, you've definitely started coming in on here. Yeah, I mean, I've been coming in strong. Wait, where is it? <laughs> we're on into and we're just still on our phones. We're just like, you know, no, like let's look at the TikToks. Hang on, oh no, so yeah, I gotta cut. Yeah, it's a pretty even mix, I think. It's a pretty even mix. Next thing you know, we're just like scrolling through TikTok. You're like, oh, look at the bunny. Oh, look at the bunny. <laughs> yeah, hang on, guys. Move back. Do you, do you find TikTok like one of those apps that you kind of just sink into? Like it's like the sunken world. You know that movie? Like I feel like I open TikTok and then half an hour later, you know? Or yeah. I, I don't know. Sarah, do you have the thing where like I won't use TikTok unless I'm making TikToks. If I'm making TikToks, I'll, I'll watch it all the time and just be like, bah, 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 bah. but as soon as I stop the like, oh, I'm doing TikToks, I'll just totally forget about it. So I, um, I obviously view a lot of TikToks. I send a lot of TikToks to my friends, the, oh my God, so us, <laughs> like, so me. Um, I do definitely, like, my partner will want to go to bed sometimes, like, nine or ten, and I'm like, he's like, come to bed. I'm like, I don't want to go to bed yet. I want to watch TikToks. <laughs> Next thing you know, because if there's nobody to put me to bed, I'm such a child. It's like, nine o'clock. I'm not going to bed. And then it's like one or two in the morning. And I'm just like, I'm so tired. Five more TikToks. <laughs> like, okay. Know. I'll keep scrolling until I find a good one. Yes. And you have to find a good one. Pretty good. 
yeah like this week i've told myself you're not using tiktok um because so like fun, last man. week it was just like the spongebob narration just would come up and it'd be like two hours later it's really fun to like because once you get into the role of uh, uh, like just the the hang of like just making them and just being like oh what's like you start almost seeing the world in terms of tiktoks like you'll see something happen you're like that's a tiktok Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. You're so right. It's so funny. I'll have you be like, that's a TikTok. <laughs> so the other day, um, me and my one mate, we were on a walk around and um, we were kind of almost hitting that 5K line where yeah. I knew that we'd have to kind of turn around. <laughs> and once we got to that line, I filmed this TikTok where I was like, what it feels like when you hit that 5K limit. And it's like, and there was like this shadow on the ground of pretty much exactly where the 5k line was and it was like a criminal mind <laughs> i've been waiting i've been waiting for 20 minutes like on the maps finding out exactly where this spot was where i had to hit my 5k limit <laughs> to film this i was like tim can you film this video for me <laughs> and then of course i had to put on like i didn't actually cross the line karen's hold back like <laughs> <laughs> i'm just gonna do one leg oh oh no 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 this is like the fires of hell like <sighs> like when i walk into a church like, <laughs> like your skin melting up the power of christ <laughs> How do you how do you actually find out like the radius is the radius of your like suburb or is it the radius from like actual 5k like just a your circle around your house? house like your actual address so like if i walk a block down the street or like if people walk a block down the street from my house they can't actually go to Kuji beach but because i'm a block over i can go to Kuji beach <laughs> <laughs> There'll be some Karen that that is that is like you and able to go to Coogee Beach and she's probably yelling at all the others. You're not allowed here. Yeah. <laughs> Without my beach. Stay back. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Taking ownership of the beach. <laughs> but yeah, no, it's funny. It's pretty crazy how some people have reacted to this. But uh, you know what? I don't think anybody's a bad person. I think the way that people have reacted to this whole situation has just been a reflection of a lack of control that yeah. they have over the situation yeah. um and it, it's it's bad because i see people online and i've i've been so crucial as to staying mm, on away. anything yeah, yeah anything that involves COVID, anything that involves lockdown mm. i will not touch it on my social media yeah it's not my place yeah i understand why people want to do it um but like you see some people and the way they turn around on other people who like, you know, are your friends this whole like, yeah. if you do this, or if you're not going to do this, or if you went to like, like yeah. delete me. And it's like, I know you don't mean that. I've been waiting to say something on this because I feel like it's so funny. Like I, I, I was having it, like I was on a walk today and I was having this thought, like so many people that I know, like, like that, that shouldn't be giving like any kind of health advice just personally. Like they, they're not, they're not into looking after their diet. They're not after looking after like their every, every aspect of it. Right. And I feel like because of this, like, um, uh, this situation, I feel like they've got a little permit card to like go to go bully other people and be like, yeah, think about your health. <laughs> and that's exactly what it is. It is just, it's a form of bullying, no matter which end of the spectrum you're on. Yeah. Like 
if you're so far on this spectrum that you're like fuck these people and you're so far and on this like spectrum uh like I, I feel like a lot of people on on this spectrum doing the right mm. thing yeah they are so just shutting out everybody else that it's like if you don't do this and believe everything in this sense yeah then mm. you're dead to me and it's like, like that's the right thing you know it's yeah. almost it's political it's become politicized it's like oh well you know. I, I don't even want to get into it because it's yeah, so, no, no, no. so <laughs> divisive. It's just like you're a bad person because you did this thing. You know, like maybe, get over that line, you're gonna get and die. Maybe we cut out that whole part of the interview and we just yeah. have that part where Alex is like, "You're a bad person." <laughs> Let me see if I can get my face redder. Let me see if I can get my face redder. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm with you guys. Like, I just been trying to stick stick my nose out of it and keep very clear from it. I mean, there's too many people giving, you know, giving their their opinions in, and I feel well, like armchair philosophers on this stuff. Armchair, mm, yeah, yeah, pretty much. I, I, I just think it's funny how like some people like will, you know, it, you know how you know people just through like mutual people or whatever, and you just you just see which ones are so fast <laughs> to give their little point of view and it's yeah uh, it's interesting well yeah. it's just like do i have an opinion absolutely i have an opinion am i going to share it with you absolutely fucking not because <laughs> i know you're not going to listen and if i tell you something you're just gonna be like hmm i don't i don't actually think that's right so <laughs> you're wrong and you're going to hell <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and then then i wonder like what the people on the facebook lobbies get when they like do their big three-hour arguments and they're like at the end of it it's like did you win or did you lose? Like, do you feel like you've done something? depression, <laughs> anxiety, <laughs> drinking problems? Self-learning. <laughs> it's a grab bag. Actually, it's funny. I was reading that that book. Um, what is it? Uh, it's, it's something with the word "fuck" in the title by Mark Manson. It, it was a really big book about. And like, he was like, uh, before, like, because he had this big blog. He's a blogger. He's a big blogger guy. And like, eventually, he was like, "Well, I actually got my start on forums, just yelling at people." So I'm like. So that is a career path like going on facebook and just typing angry comments to people is actually a career path you know mm. it's it's either that or professional gaming you know you can do it i was yeah. thinking of starting up a twitch account recently um my partner's been playing gta which has been very triggering to my emotions because i don't know if the sirens are coming from the game or from actually outside i see there's so many sirens going on um <laughs> So I gave it a try and like, I'll walk in, he's playing it. And I'm like, are you killing all the civilians? <laughs> are you kidding? I'm really bad. I'm so bad, but maybe one day I'll be so bad that it's so good. <laughs> <laughs> Just on the topic of lockdown, do you guys find it easier to like write music now because you got the time, but it's harder to like share with everyone? No. You know what? Yeah. I, I the way that music works for me, and I don't know if this is this is true of Sarah, um, but the way that music or any creative form works for me is my brain's like, you get one, buddy. You can do one thing. And if you try and do anything else, I'm not going to let you. So I've been doing a lot of writing now, like like writing, you know, words. Uh, and basically the creative part of my brain is just seized up. It's just not making music, right? Like it's shut down for business. So I would have to stop and redirect that and go back into that. Um, but there has been a lot more time. So if, if I sort of sat down and focused and went, no, I'm just writing songs. And like this week or these two weeks, I'm just gonna write songs. I could do it. Um, like, but there's a lot of, there's a lot to be said for just sitting down and doing it. People like to yeah. wait for the inspiration and be like, oh, you know, I don't really feel like doing songs today. That's 
Like, and yeah, fair enough. That's a legitimate excuse. Um, but you, you sort of have to, you sort of have to self-motivate if, if you are in the mind frame to do it and yeah. kind, of, kind of lean into it and start doing it, but it's lockdown. So like, don't push yourself. You know? So at the beginning of this lockdown, I did, um, for the initial lockdown period, I said I would write a song a day. And I wrote a song a day. I released a song a day. Um, I had a lot of help from Ryan Sears from Polaris um, doing some of my production stuff. He's incredible. And um, once that kind of first initial 10 days of lockdown ended, um, I was kind of just like, okay, I've, I've a bit exhausted myself because I'm not actually able to get out to the world and experience things and have yeah. things impact me. So like here and there I'll have, um, a few things kind of like inspire me. Like one of my songs was inspired from that Netflix show, sex life. <laughs> and I just kind of put my brain into like what it would be like to be in her head imaging no. this guy that she was like obsessed with anyway. So it's like, from that, I've had um, inspiration from a guy's TikTok who like ran out TikTok friends, um, but it was like this uh, teens call ringtone. It was like, do, 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 do. Um, so then I wrote this song over it. I was like, I've been missing phone calls, Zoom chats, FaceTimes and all the Meanwhile, I've been wasting my time. Um, so little things like that, like inspire me, but it's, it's very, since I vibe so heavily off of other people, um, and other ideas, because I've, I've written so much in my life that I've kind of, I am a meat and potatoes kind of guitarist. Like I can do what I can do as far as instrumentally, but to sit down and write with someone who's more vast in like certain instruments and has like different chord progressions and different um, things, I can write to that, no problem. Um, like uh, lyrics and whatnot. I can sit down and write lyrics for days, but um, I find myself limited to what I can do. Yeah. Which is why I love being in bands. It's like, yeah, I could I could put out song after song and they might all sound the same and I might even get bored of it myself, which I do. Yeah. Um, but working with other musicians is really important for me, especially in a writing sense. Um, because you just get something <clears throat> so much further than what yeah. you would originally do. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like we got all the time in the world and like little inclination. Like that's that's that. <laughs> It's sort of like option paralysis. No, no, paradox of choice is what I'm thinking. It's like there's literally so much time that you almost get paralyzed by the lack of by, by the lack of constriction. You know, it's yeah. like um, you know how they say you want something done, give it to a busy person. Yeah. Um, like my my roommate's just started doing. Um, he's gone into real estate and he's literally on the phone grinding like hundred people a day, and he's still getting more stuff done of a day than me. On top of that. You know, he's doing more things because he's just so on on that grind. And yeah. I'm just sitting there going like, oh, I'll go for a surf and I'll call some some of the guitar students and maybe I'll do a little chord progression or write like a, like, <laughs> you know. I pretty thing. much, like I wake up in the morning, I'll have to meditate right away because if I don't meditate right away, I'm not going to fucking do it. And then I have a tea and then I go and do my workout. And then huh? after that, it's just like, what do I do with my day? I make TikToks, maybe like if I want to, like maybe I'll write, I don't know. Like it's all over the place. What is meditation to you? Like, like I'm, I'm interested in meditation, but I hate like whenever I, whenever I've tried to do it in my life and I sit down and I put on one of the things where the person talks and I just don't like the sound of their voice and it drives me insane. I shut up, you know? And then... You have to find someone's voice that you like. First of all, um, I find that I listen to a lot of them and they have like a really whiny like mouth listen to my voice and i'm like jesus christ no 
Um, and like, I'll have to turn it off. I do prefer like a male, <laughs> a, like a low male vocal. Yeah. Um, for my meditation, oh, that's soothing, like almost like a David Attenborough um, <laughs> vocal. But um, for me, it's about having like 10 minutes. And I, so I like yoga. Um, and before the first lockdown, I was doing yoga every day for like a month straight. I was like forcing myself to get into this. And uh, my favorite part of the yoga class was the Shavasana at the end where you just lay down for like five minutes. <laughs> it's like a little nap. And then at the end, you're like, you're like, okay, now start to wiggle your fingers and your toes and you realize how much your body relaxes. And that's kind of also with meditation. So it's just like, I like to meditate laying down um, completely like straight out, like arms not touching, legs not touching. Um, and just the breathing exercise. There's some really good ones where like the music flows perfectly for your like, in and out breath um, and just slows, gives you that second to slow down in your day and just really take the time to just have those 10 minutes to yourself. Yeah. Um, and I mean, Alex, you were on me for, you should try meditating. I'm like, nah, 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 I'm good. Yeah, I'm, yeah, not yeah, gonna, yeah. I'm not gonna meditate. And now I'm just like, I have to meditate every day or I'm, I'm gonna die. <laughs> I thought about it recently. And it's sort of like a, it's it's sort of like scrubbing your brain of its thoughts in a way. So like so instead of just having you know instead of eating off like a dirty plate, like thinking around and just having oh I gotta do this, I gotta go to the gym, didn't do that thing, oh I gotta call my mom, all that stuff. It kind of gets wiped away. So you're like oh I actually have space just to like notice what's going on, you know. Um, and that just comes I think from just noticing the actual thoughts that you're doing. So yeah, that's how I think of it nice man i want to like i want to give it a go but every time like that's that's been the only problem is getting irritated by the person's voice or then when i do the breathing ones then like then like my brain is like how many how many times can i do the breath before the music like ch ch changes and then just like my brain just turns on in here and it's and it becomes a nightmare it'll come with practice you just have yeah. to constantly do it that's and find a voice that you like because if you don't like the voice you're like I've been four minutes into a meditation. I'm like, nah, fuck this. TikToks. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that, that's kind of been my my issue. But like, I don't know. This yeah, is, you <laughs> and then and then I'm like, do I have to sit on the ground with my legs crossed like the like the nah. monk? But I'm happy you said you can just lay down because yeah, just lay down, close yeah. your eyes, yeah. and just like because somebody was like, sit in upright position, and I'm just like, no. <laughs> <laughs> I always lay down. I'm a lazy fuck. Whatever. Because <laughs> <laughs> every time you sit down and you cross your legs, and then 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 I then I just feel like I hope someone doesn't walk in right now because I have no like if I say a, <laughs> like, <it> just <laughs> I find that painful crossing my legs. I can't do lotus position. I'm like my my legs are my hips are just like sorry, buddy. We don't we don't go that way. Like we we don't have that sort of flexion. I find <laughs> sometimes when I write, I'll sit. I'll write with my guitar and I'll cross one of my legs and the other one will be over and forward. And yeah. then the middle of like this writing, I get like a radio leg <laughs> where it's got the TV fuzz in your fucking foot. And you're just like, dear God, I can't be alone. <laughs> um, so yeah, no, I just, just lay down, spread it out. Just take it, <laughs> take in your space. Nice. Nice. And like, I don't know. Like, have you, Alex? Have you tried? Like, do you do you do, do you stretch? Yeah, I do quite a bit of yoga actually. I've, I've um, I just literally have. Okay, so I have this one video that I downloaded years ago. I watched it once. I was like, this lady's voice is annoying. 
she like doesn't seem very confident in what she's doing. Yeah. I just watched this whole thing, did it, and it's like I have never found a better yoga video than that. So just every time I go through this ten minute thing, I'm like, I've looked for other ones. I just, I just don't like it, but the flow isn't good. So I just do the yeah. same the sun salutation. I just do it every day. But stretch, yeah, like I I surf a fair bit, so um, and you know just just lift weights and things. So if I don't stretch before those, I get like sore, or I get like crinkly and stuff. So yeah stretching and yoga is great it's like it's like the foundation stone of i think the rest of your exercise really yeah man i probably like i've only discovered stretching like recently in the last six months yeah. mainly because of like watching cobra kai on netflix and i was like i want to fucking kick like that yeah and then and then having like the do you know the do you know wicked things the band I was yeah. just about to say, have you watched yeah. any of the Wicked Things? But yeah, crazy. those, I want to be able to fucking do some of the, like, the kicks and stuff, like the, that, um... Well, you've yeah, got the hair for Jericho. it. You've got the hair for it. <laughs> yeah, man. And so, like, I, so that's how I started stretching, just by accident. And then I just kind of been like, well, if I can do that, what can I do with my arms and my everything else? And now oh, I just spend an hour a day going, <laughs> I hate this, but it makes me feel good after. So, so that, our, our, like, Dead Drugs release show was supposed to be a dual release um, show with Wicked Thank Things you. for their The Rocker yeah. single. Yeah. So it's going to be like our dead drug single and the rocker single all in one big banger of a show. And I'm just dead like, rocker. let's reschedule for this date. Nope. Let's reschedule for this. I think we like rescheduled like three times. We're like, you know what? It's not going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Like, Thanks Gladys. <laughs> <laughs> but hey, it's opening up now, right? Like uh, mid, mid October, things are going to, going to open up. Right. Isn't that, that's what's, what's looking like is going on. So, you know, mm -hmm. that's why we, you know, Get your jabs. Make sure you're all jabbed up. I'm not going to say what I was going to say. <laughs> okay, I'll say it. We actually both just got out. We actually both just got our jabs today. Why, why have jabs when you could have kebabs? <laughs> <laughs> but like for real, get, 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 get your jabs. <laughs> Bring up that number, people. I got a girlfriend overseas who's not allowed to come into the country. So you know, bring up their numbers so we can bring people in, please. <laughs> uh, Alex, it's fine. I've still got my, um, like, Paul, you're fully vaccinated, yeah? Yeah, I got my last one yesterday. Yeah. yeah. I still got the second one to go, so. And they say this one's going to be the rough one. Like, I got yeah, the Pfizer. Right. You got the Pfizer? Yeah, so this second one's supposed to be the one that, like, shakes you up, but, you know, we'll yeah. see how we go. Okay, so let's just put it this way. I had the day from hell. So I went all the way out because I could not find any appointment in um, or around my suburb. Like I could not book online at all. Every time, like I must've tried this about 50 times. And um, I kept like signing in, blah, blah, blah. They're like, oh, next appointment this day. And then it's like, we have no appointments available. So I ended up calling a number and she looked around my suburb. The, there was nothing until November. Oh um so she's like is macquarie fields an option and i live in zetland so i was just like you know what i can drive i'll drive there it's fine so i went out there at 7 45 did the thing went back to my car they were playing so southbound's next single that's coming out tomorrow was playing on kicks country radio for the first time um so i was listening to it all stoked up i was listening to it in my headphones and then i go to turn on my car and then it's making like a noise and i'm just like <laughs> I am 45 minutes away from my house driving and my car battery is dead. 
and I couldn't just jump it. I had to get, I waited like two hours for a guy to come out. He was lovely. He was so good. Two hours for this guy to come out to change my battery. So yeah, it was a very expensive uh, experience. That fully sounds like a porno, doesn't it? So <laughs> I'm here to change your battery. Well, it's about <laughs> goddamn time. <laughs> That's there. Just saying. Uh, did, like, are you with are you with NRMA? How come you had to wait so long? So um, here's the thing: we are with NRMRA, and that one, uh, that one, you're <laughs> 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 man. Uh, and uh, so my partner calls them, and they're like, "Oh, you're not a member." So oh. what they did, which we are, but there's two profiles apparently, because what they did um, for it when they put in the insurance. They put yeah. in an I instead of a one. What? So it was like the one that we were looking up, it was like an expired thing because on the new one, on the license plate res registration, they had put an I instead of a one. Oh. Or like, yeah, the opposite way around. Anyways, um, so then we had to like go through this group to find this one guy that fixes all of these cars in this group and then like send them off to this guy because he does all the batteries for it was a fucking nightmare anyways so i got home and i was like dear god take me <laughs> so tragic anyways 10 out of 10 wouldn't recommend it yeah. terrible experience oh well at least yeah at least you have a story from getting the the vaccination yeah, and I've already had one Menti B today, so that's exciting for me. Nah. Yeah. <laughs> when did you start saying Menti B? It's been a thing. It's, oh, it's, it's a thing. Because like, the first thing you I thought of when you said that was like a Mentos. I was like, you want a Mentos today? Nah. A Mentos. We talking mental breakdown, baby. <laughs> this is a classic Menti B. <laughs> Calling my mom just like, I can't start the car. <laughs> Fucking tragic. Okay, next question. <laughs> <laughs> I did not do drugs on that tour. I did not even know what they are. Next just, on, just on a wrap up, because it's probably going off a bit long. Um, do you guys have right. like any final thoughts or words to like younger bands who are starting? Don't do oh, drugs. Don't do drugs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Alex, maybe you give some advice while I think of mine. Yeah. All right. Um, I would say, oh man, honestly, it's it's the biggest cliche, but like, just just don't don't quit. Like, I I was like 27 before I got into this band. Like, <laughs> but you'll you'll feel it when when it's working. When you get to a point where you're like, oh no, this is the thing. You'll feel it. It's 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 like a I don't know. It's just a feeling. You're like, no, this is this is going. I can feel this going. So from right from the beginning, I was like, actually, especially when Shu turned up, our guitarist who I was telling you about, um, when he came into it, I was like, oh, this is special now. We like this. This is a thing now. So I'd say, don't don't worry so much about how old you are or whatever or like you know don't don't think you have to make it by the time you're fucking 21 or 23. It doesn't matter. Like you you're your whole life, bro. The Rolling Stones are still touring. It's fine. Forget it. Um, yeah, I'd I say just, that, man. You're fucking. You're 27. I thought you were like we. We were like same age. I thought I, I'm 22. I thought we were same oh, age. No. Oh, no, he's way older. I'm 31. Dude. <laughs> Look at his face. <laughs> <laughs> you just made my day. That's great. 
Thank you. Like, what is your what is your background? Me? Um, I don't even know. Like Dutch Irish or something. I don't honestly. I just I just don't age. It's really weird. Irish. <laughs> like this for like ten years. Okay, now here's the game. What's my age? Now, now I don't want to even guess anymore. I'm fucking out. <laughs> I'm checked out. <laughs> um, like you look young as well. I, I thought we we're all about the same age here. I thought we we're all like 22. <laughs> but then, uh, and you went to like tape. So I don't know. I don't know, Sarah. I would have said the same age. Like we're all about maybe you, maybe, you know, now I feel like it's older. So I have to guess up. So like, uh, I I'll want to say what. like 25. Look, I'm in the Legends Club, man. I'm <laughs> up with the Wine House and the Kurt Cobain, so I need to make something happen this year. Oh, yeah. Well, thanks, oh, oh wow. that's <laughs> No, I'm just surprised because... Like... <laughs> <laughs> the, way, the way I climb amplifiers and bars, uh, I do look like I run around like a 22-year-old. But I, I, I have sure, well, quite shape, quite well shaped to uh, maintain this twenty-two-year-old physique for five years. It's the yoga, <laughs> it's the yoga, it's the, yo the yoga lattes. <laughs> uh, okay, my piece of advice, um, and I've definitely said this before in a couple of interviews, but I definitely stay true to it because it is something that has haunted me throughout the years and still does affect me as much as I want it not to. But do not let what other people's opinions, like don't, don't let other people's opinions affect you as an artist. Mm. Um, because not everyone is going to like what you do and you can't expect to hand something to every single person in the room and then be like, I love this. Take the people that, that love this and run with them. The mm. other people that don't care about it, fuck them off. You know what? They're, you're never gonna please them. There's no point in trying. Be true to yourself. Be true to what you do. Um, and, and grow as your own person, not trying to please those people that didn't care about you in the first place. Because you don't need them. Um, maybe one day they'll realize, like, it's, it's that skater boy complex where, you know, years down the road, people are like, wow, you're so sick, like... I didn't realize, and I'm like, yeah, I only invited you to like 72 local shows that you wanted $10 to go to, you know? Um, but yeah, just just stay true, stay hustling and, and believe in yourself and take those people who believe in you dear to your heart and um, grow together rather than um, trying to please those who don't want to support you. Can I, just, can I add one can i add one thing on that what about advice too like i've noticed like like this me personally i've noticed i've been get like sometimes you have to look at the person that's giving you advice like um yeah like uh, that's you know same thing like like you know when uh, like i feel like everyone has an opinion and opinions are a bit like assholes like yeah but, um you know i think my like naive self recently just realized that you know sometimes when adults give advice it's not always right no, yeah. it, it, it's just like we said before, everyone's going to have a fucking opinion. Yeah. Doesn't yeah. mean like almost it's right. You know, like there's so many opinions floating around in this world. It only depends on what you believe because you're not going to please all these people. You're not going to please all these people. You got to stick true to what's in your heart, take accountability for what you put out um, and go with that because you're never going to be on the right side of everyone. 
I, mean, I like to think of it like, uh, okay, ACDC. ACDC have been around since I think 70, 73. I, I could be wrong there. It might be a little bit earlier than that. But they have been doing literally the same kind of music for, uh, what's that, 40 years now? Where's my, where's my math on it? Let's say 50 years. Let's call that 50 years. Um, they've just been doing the same thing. Just And it's good. It's a good thing. And they just do it over and over and over because that's them. And they're like, I think last time I checked, they're like the third biggest band in the world. Like, cause they just do them. They don't try and like, they're not doing a trap album man. they're just doing them and they're killing it. You yeah. know what I mean? Just do you, it's fine. It's enough. You're enough. Namaste. Namaste. <laughs>